A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 47. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Today, Jesse shares a lesson he learned by getting up and performing at a business conference and how it changed his life and business forever. Jesse also shares how his business was affected by the pandemic and how he pivoted to create the Worldwide Dance Challenge, which has reached 120 countries on four continents in the span of seven months. Jesse also shares his lessons on mistakes failure, and learning to navigate the toughest moments of his life and business to create unparalleled success and fulfillment. I know you've probably heard the phrase of turning lemons into lemonade, but Jesse takes that to a whole new level, which I call turning lemons into guacamole. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a six or seven plus figure business, and experience a drag or dip in your growth, if you notice diminishing engagement or passion in your business, if you want to eliminate exhaustion and burnout in yourself or your teams, if you sense that you or your company would grow faster and stronger if you could just pivot efficiently and effectively when circumstances change like they have so much in 2020, then you've got an adaptability problem. Adaptability coaching and consulting will give you and your business the psychology and neuroscience-backed tools to understand and leverage core adaptability skills through the unique, 3D adaptation framework. You can learn to harness and leverage core adaptability skills to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to turn tough circumstances, reactions, and exhaustion into energy, excitement, and excellence for you and your company. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching or dryishai.com slash consulting. Join me in welcoming Jesse Paul Smith, Speaker, entertainer, coach, and founder of My Creative District, an agency that discovers and features talent. A self-described visionary and dreamer who's learned to turn imagination into reality, Jesse helps creatives do the same for themselves. Welcome back, Jesse. Hey, it's great to be back. Yeah. So on Insight Sunday, we talked all things mindset from 
how important it is to recognize how you're thinking to what happens when people focus on their mistakes and make meaning about that to how you can create your own dream and pursue your own dream, regardless of what obstacles and challenges show up in the way. So if you haven't yet, go back and listen to Insight Sunday's episode and then come back and return to hanging out with us here. So thanks again, Jesse, for grabbing a seat with me on the business couch. Definitely had a great conversation last time. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. So on Story Tuesday, we dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons so that we can all learn from them. So I wanted to start by asking about some of your most memorable lessons. Can you bring us into one of your biggest learning experiences and right into that moment, what happened before, after? Can you bring us into a key takeaway? Yeah. So that's a great question. So it actually, one of my biggest lessons uh, happened not too terribly long ago as I kind of told you before, I, I was, you know, I had spent time in the entertainment business. And once I got out of that, I spent a lot of time scaling companies and training sales teams and building teams, period. And I had become a part of an amazing family called the John Maxwell team, part of the John Maxwell speaker trainer coaching program. And, you know, every single year they have two conferences and, you know, at these conferences, they have anywhere from two to 3000 people show up and I would go to every single one of them. Now I was going with the expectation that I wanted to network with these professionals because there was three types of people that were there. There was people there that were there for their personal growth and development. There were people there because they wanted to be, you know, some sort of a speaker or trainer or coach and they were learning how to be a better version of that. And then you had CEOs of companies that would literally come to those conferences for their own personal growth reasons, but also because they wanted to connect with other John Maxwell team speakers, trainers, and coaches to train their teams. And so I went there with the expectation of, well, I need to I want to be able to to network with these folks. So I would do everything that I could, buy these super expensive suits and put on my best sales face. But when I was not at the conference, I dressed like an 18-year-old. I have ripped jeans. I'm tatted from head to toe. I got a backwards hat on. You know, I just, I don't look like somebody you would want to hire for your corporate gig, typically. So I would constantly put on this image of who I thought people wanted me to be. And, uh, every morning at these conferences, they would have this hype team come up on stage and do some dances and stuff just to basically get the crowd hyped up. Well, somebody had found out about who I used to dance for. And they said, why do we not have this guy hyping our crowds up every morning? You know, and I said, so I get contacted. They said, hey, we heard you used to dance for, you know, so-and-so. Would you be willing to come and perform on stage? And my initial reaction was no. Because Mm. one, I was already scared to death of actually going back into the performing realm because I knew, first Mm. of all, I knew my heart just desperately wanted it, but I was Mm. scared to death of dipping my toe back in the water because I knew I would want to jump headfirst back Mm. in it. It's that muzzling that we talked about. Yeah. And so I really was scared to do that. And so the other thing was, that who would want to hire a tatted up dancer to train their team? Hmm. Because again, I had an expectation of what I thought everybody was looking for. Yeah. So you thought you wouldn't be accepted or wanted if you were yourself. Correct. Hmm. And so I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this, this is going to be business suicide. But Hmm. the performer in me thought, 
this is going to be a lot of fun. So I said, listen, I'll go ahead and do this. But if I do it, I can't dance in a suit. I got to bring out who I am behind the hotel doors that nobody sees. I'm going to be wearing ripped jeans. I'm going to be a tattooed up dude. You're going to see all my tats, my piercings, everything. And they said, listen, come and be who you are. And I danced on stage in front of, at that time was like 2,500 people. And obviously my heart came alive, but I had been to four conferences before then. And I had maybe connected with about 20 people real legitimately those previous four conferences. But that day I connected with hundreds of people and it literally changed the trajectory of my business. Hmm. And what I learned in that moment was that often we are trying to design ourselves to be who we think other people want us to be and we can't seem to get it right. And so we're getting frustrated because we think the business model doesn't work. We think that we're not good at this. We think we're not good at that. When really the reason is, is because there is this untangible that very few people talk about. And it's the frequency at which authenticity resonates. And when you are not being 100% authentically you, people don't resonate with you because they cannot feel where you're at. But the second that you dial yourself in and say, okay, here I am, people are like, oh, there you are. Now I feel comfortable connecting with you. Now I feel comfortable doing business with you. And that's where, you know, you asked me the question, you know, the the last time, what is your value that you won't let up on? And that's where I learned that, listen, I have to be me because the second I stop being me is going to be the second I stop being able to make the impact that I want to make. Mm. So, wow. Thank you so, so much. What an impactful lesson. And hard-earned, hard-fought, a hard one. It sounds like I can only imagine if I were in that position, it would have been the hardest thing in the world for me to, and I might've felt like I'd have to drag myself up onto that or to go do that. And that's such a challenge. And first of all, it's amazing that you made that choice. And I'm so appreciative of the lesson and the experience that you had after it and that you're sharing it with us. Thank you so, so much for that. Recognizing how much people connect with us when we are our authentic selves and what happens when we hide that behind what we think others want to see or will accept that isn't really resonant, that isn't genuine. And so other people, they don't connect with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. I wanted to ask another question. Have you ever had a situation arise where you, it really required you making a big pivot or adapting whether that's the business or yourself. I know the, the one you, the story you were just telling was definitely a huge, huge pivot in a lot of ways. I'm really curious to hear if you've had or encountered other situations like that. Yeah, actually I did. So that journey allowed me to be myself. However, the next thing that you have to start to learn to accept is who you are meant to serve. Okay. So we all have gone through this transition of adapting with everything that's going on in the world. And I was okay with now accepting myself as a dancer, performer. And I use that in some regards to kind of 
land speaking gigs and even get contracts with other corporations because then I could do, I had my shtick, so to speak, Mm. right? But here's the thing is that I still, I was being myself to a degree, but I wasn't leaning into who I was going to resonate with the most. Mm. And so what happened was when COVID happened and everybody freaked out, the world freaked out, right? We had cancellations for events. I mean, I had all of my cancellation, all of my events that I had booked out. I had booked out events for six, seven months that all canceled right? They're like, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're canceling. We're canceling. And then I had small contracts with small businesses that were like, uh, we don't know what's going to happen because the world is imploding right now. So we need to cancel our contracts. So it was that moment that I looked at this and said, you know, this is really, I mean, no matter what you're going to do in life, it's going to require work. But I was working really hard to connect and work with people that I didn't really resonate with. Hmm. And so I was faced with the decision, like if I had to rebuild this thing from scratch, which initially that's what kind of this whole thing did is kind of reset the world. Right. Mm -hmm. I said, if I got to rebuild this thing from scratch, who do I really want to serve? Now that question was really hard because I think when you're faced with answering a question that has the most heart behind it, again, as we talked about the battle between the heart and the mind, the mind wants to wrestle with all the reasons why that's a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And I had the idea, I said, okay, I want to help dancers, but they're broke, (laughs) right? I'm not relevant enough for them to pay attention, Mm -hmm. right? Do I really have anything to offer to them that's valuable? I wrestled, I literally sat in my room and wrestled with that question for Mm. eight hours. Wow. Because I realized that this was a time that we were going to have to rethink everything. And if I was going to rethink everything, I was going to rethink everything. Mm -hmm. And so I went- from scratch. And literally from scratch, no list, no, no platform, no nothing. Because I had been spending the last seven years of my life as a corporate speaker and trainer. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to, rub shoulders with CEOs and HR directors and, you know, small business owners, right? And now I'm going back into this entertainment world if I was to go this direction. But again, Mm -hmm. I realized, okay, who do I want to serve? The next question is, is how can I serve them? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I came up with an idea. I came up with a, a platform, had a conversation with a friend of mine. And all of a sudden, Worldwide Dance Challenge was birthed. And I went from being a corporate sales guy to completely back in the entertainment business in one fail swoop. And I'll tell you what, that was a pivot that I'm so glad I made. Mm, Wow. Yeah. And I would love to hear a little bit more, if you don't mind sharing, what has transpired since you started that? Where are you now? Yeah. So... When you get really dialed into who you want to serve and how you can serve them, and you really get crystal clear on, again, who you are and knowing what kind of value you can bring. And again, value is brought not by what you can do, but what you can help others do. Mm -hmm. Right? And so we started this online dance competition called the Worldwide Dance Challenge. And literally... We didn't know what we were doing. I had no freaking clue what I was doing. I just knew what I wanted to do. 
And so we started testing out stuff. I called up a friend of mine. I said, hey, uh, I've got this idea. Do you want to battle me online? And first of all, that was really hard for me to do because, again, I had been out of the dance world for so long. I'm not the best dancer by dancer standards anymore. Uh, I was really rusty. And so I was scared to do it. But I said, you know what? If I don't take the first step, how can I expect anybody else to? And if you want somebody to believe in your idea, you better believe in your idea enough to take the first risk. And so I called up a friend of mine. I got connected with a DJ that knew how to do stuff online and stream his music online so that it was clear. And we did it on Zoom. It was terrible. We streamed it on Facebook. But you know what? We did it. And it was our first data point. As you're talking about data and taking a look at the data, we had data now. We went from an idea to a physical product. Now, that physical product was terrible. There was a lot of problems with it, a lot of things we didn't like, but at least we knew we had a starting point. And um, we went from being a known-named online dance competition to being streamed in 120 countries in less than seven months. Wow. We had dancers from four different continents. And we are in the midst of our first season. And I went from doing an online dance competition to running an online dance competition slash TV show. And we've had people reaching out to us like crazy because it is so different and we're taking it in a different way. And because what this gave me the ability to do was in order for you to give people what they need, you first need to give them what they want. I mm. knew dancers wanted the ability to perform. They wanted the ability to showcase their talent. They wanted more exposure and they wanted to be able to connect with a community of dancers that they could build with. Worldwide Dance Challenge gave me the ability to do that. But then what I did was I went beyond the show and we started coaching these dancers on how they could build a platform that they could monetize that didn't require them to necessarily get an agency that was going to send them to auditions and book commercial gigs, that there was more ways than just one to quote unquote, blow up your career. Mm -hmm. There's more than one way to create, to get a big break. First of all, you can create your own big break. You don't need somebody to give you yours. Mm -hmm. So we started coaching them on these. And what has happened is these dancers are like, they're all bought in. They're like, listen, this is more than a show. You're actually helping us do things that nobody has ever helped us do before or to help us think and see things the way that we've never been able to see. And so giving them what they wanted gave me the chance to give them what they need and thus building a movement that mm -hmm. is literally worldwide in less than half a year. Which is incredible and unbelievable. And I know you'd mentioned that an overnight success is always over a decade in the works. Yeah. And I really appreciate how the first story you were sharing really spoke to the process that you took and the lessons that it took. I think going back to Insight Sunday, the, the bodybuilding that needed to happen, that or the mindset building, the self-building yeah. that needed to happen to move towards that. And what that allowed you to do is when it came time, when the corporate events and all of that stuff fell down because of COVID, because of all of that disruption, what you then found was you were now ready and in a place where you were able to think of and find ways of serving. And that's really, and it's that process of what had happened over the course of years that really allowed you to be in that place. And then that really allowed it to take off from there. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, 
people have been asking us about. I've been on a lot of different interviews and podcasts and stuff. And people are asking, how did you do this in such a short amount of time? Well, listen, this short amount of time took me 20 years Mm -hmm. because it has literally taken every lesson that I've learned. It has literally taken every failure that I've had, Mm -hmm. every challenge that I've had to overcome. It's taken all of that to give me the tools to even get to where we are now. Mm -hmm. Because again, you asked me, is it incremental steps or is it, is it a quantum leap? If I would have quantum leapt to this right now, I could have done the exact same thing, the exact same platform, the exact same opportunity, and it would have crashed and burned Mm -hmm. to the ground because I wouldn't have been ready for it. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. Such a powerful point. And with that, we got to jump into another couch round because we got to wrap this up. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to jump in and ask, I think this first question really connects is what's one thing you know now that you wish you knew when you were getting started? Work three times harder on yourself and on your mindset than you do on your skill set. Because I have seen people do a whole lot more with a lot less skill set, but their mindset was rock solid. Mm. And so it has given them the ability to navigate through the shortcomings of their skill set. And I'm not saying don't grow your skill set. I'm not saying that that's not an important thing. That's definitely very important. But we are focused too often, too much on the skill set and not enough on the mindset. Yeah, thank you. So jumping right into the next question, what's the difference? from your perspective, between a mistake and failure? Failure is when you quit. A mistake is just that. It's a mistake. It's a misstep. It's a wrong direction. Failure, the only failure that really happens, and John Maxwell says this, is failure is when you don't learn from your mistake. Failure Mm -hmm. is when you stop because of the mistake. And so I really don't believe we fail. I believe we learn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, thank you. you. If you choose to go that route. Yeah, for sure. So jumping in to the next question, can you name someone who, when you make a mistake, they respond by saying, okay, let's deal with this now and then learn from it for later? Huh. Yeah, I've got several. I mean, my business partner, Zach, I mean, we're constantly talking about the mistakes we make. When, we're, when you're blazing new territory, you're constantly making mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so he is definitely somebody that gives me the ability to make those mistakes. And then we reflect on them and figure out how to improve after it. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. So next, can you name someone who you've learned from their mistakes instead of having to make your own? (laughs) I wish I could say yes. I'm kind of a hard headed individual. So even though I've watched plenty of people crash and burn, I'm like, ah, maybe I can do it better. And uh, yeah, let me, let me try it. So I feel like unfortunately my stubbornness in that area has, has caused me to have to learn the hard lessons myself versus mm-hmm. taking the lessons from other people. Although my brothers and sisters tell me all the time, they're very grateful for the display I've given them over the last 39 <laughs> years because they've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so, so much. Next, what's more important, working in your business or working on your business? Mm. This is a good question. I think that you need to definitely do work in your business so that you can do the correct work on your business. It's just being very, very mindful of 
not spending too much time in your business. Making sure that if you are in your business, spend time in your business in the area you're going to make the most impact and you're going to be the most efficient. Make sure you're higher around or partner with other people that can fill your inefficiencies. Because what happens too often is that people will spend time overspend time in their business so they can't spend time on their business. Now, the flip side of that is you can spend time on your business and try to hire a ton of people to work in your business and you just work on your business. The problem with that is that you lose the heartbeat of the business. You lose the heartbeat of the client. You lose the heartbeat of those you're serving so that all the work that you're doing on your business ends up being almost crippling rather than uplifting. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. That's such a rich and such a detailed answer. I really wish we had time to really dive into that even more and perhaps we can do that at a different time. So let's move on to our last question, which is what's one thing that's coming up for you or your business that you're working on or really excited about? I'm really excited about our summit that we have coming up called Creating Your Big Break. And this is a culmination of, because of what we did in the dance challenge, me really identifying some of the biggest issues that dancers and performers battle. And so we're bringing in 50 plus speakers to do this online summit to help performers learn that they don't have to sit around and wait for somebody to give them their big break, that there is tools, there's strategies, there's models that they can follow, that they can create a stage for themselves, they can build an audience and they can create their own big break so that they can live the life that they want to live. I'm super excited about that because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That is really awesome. And if you'd like, we can also put that into our show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. Fantastic. So I wanted to say thank you again so much for giving us a peek into your personal experience and how that's really evolved and lessons that you've learned. I think it's really rare and so incredibly powerful to learn from the difficult, challenging, and the really meaningful lessons that we all learn from. And we can learn so much from each other. So thank you so, so much, Jesse, for really sharing yours. And for sharing, I'm just going to highlight a few of them that you shared today. One is the really hard lesson you learned at the John Maxwell events of learning to be yourself and how much people connect. It was five times as many people connected with you when you were able to and when you made that choice, which is such a hard choice to make. And I know you also talked about how difficult it is and how much we're in a way conditioned to try to be what we think other people will want or accept as opposed to being true and honest and connected with our genuine self, which allows others to connect with us. So thank you so much for sharing that. And also thank you so much for sharing how important it is to figure out who it is that you're meant to serve in addition to who it is that you're meant to be and to figure out how you can serve them from there and how meaningful and impactful it is when you really sit down and get intentional with that. In a way, your experience of building it up from scratch is such a great lesson for all of us to learn. Perhaps we don't all have to find ourselves in that position of losing everything and having to start from scratch in order to really do that work and make sure that we are moving in that direction. So thank you so, so much. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. 
The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari. Show notes by Yishai Barkadari and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 